0: Thank you for joining me for today's BeastWatch News Update, news from the Internet's most comprehensive Bible prophecy news website, beastwatchnews.com. I'm Kimberly Rogers-Brown. This week, artificial intelligence. How is it changing your world and fulfilling Bible prophecy? The tension between Russia and Ukraine heated up this week with Ukraine calling for a NATO rescue. Russia and Iran are making friends and influencing people and preparing for a great big war, which just got a lot hotter with President Donald Trump's help. Find out how. But first, a peace plan for Israel. President Donald Trump's administration told Israel this week that it will present its long-awaited Middle East peace plan early next year. Israeli Ambassador Danny Danone told journalists that the peace plan is complete and that the administration had discussed timing with Israel to unveil the proposals. The Israelis say early next year is the best timing because it will be several months before the elections in Israel. Danone called the early 2019 unveiling a window of opportunity, meaning that a later unveiling will interfere with Israel's elections unless they wait until next fall. Israeli elections may be held by next May and could cause a political shift in Israel depending on what is in the plan. It is not certain that Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu will want to engage in negotiations before the elections if he fears the plan will cause him to lose. Netanyahu believes Trump's plan could hurt the ruling Likud party. It appears now that Trump is delaying and could possibly wait until after Israel's elections. Hadashot TV News reported that Jared Kushner privately indicated that the plan's release might be postponed if Israel was embroiled in an election campaign the Trump administration denies the delay saying the plan will be released whenever it has the best chance of success it makes me wonder if Trump will start trying to blackmail the Netanyahu administration between now and the elections to accept the details of the plan we will have to wait and see if this happens however coup's chaos could play into the hands of the underhanded Donald Trump the Palestinians might also fall prey to Trump's blackmail a fall 2019 release of the plan which could come many months after the PA has lost aid from the US could put the PA on the ropes economically and Trump has stated that the Palestinians need to get something perhaps that something will be reinstituted economic support in exchange for signing a two-state solution by the way, I know you've heard me say this before but the two-state solution is nothing more than a return to the status of Israel right after the kingdom split in the time of kings Rehoboam and Jeroboam I've said this before and will say again that Leviticus 26 verses 40 to 42 is the model of restoration showing us how Yahweh restores his people in reverse. Let me illustrate what I mean. Leviticus 26:42. Then will I remember my covenant with Jacob and also my covenant with Isaac and also my covenant with Abraham will I remember and I will remember the land this is the only place in scripture where the patriarchs are listed backward to see the reversal let's understand how we got here first there was a united kingdom under David then the kingdom split into north and south the Hebrew Israelite people fought with each other constantly Yahweh scattered his people throughout the earth because of it At the end of the era, Yahweh has begun bringing his people home, but they are still fighting, i.e. Jews and Palestinians. A two-state peace plan will restore, in reverse, Yahweh's land the way it was under Rehoboam and Jeroboam the next move will be for Yeshua the king to reunify and restore the kingdom back to its original condition under King David a united nation of Israel with all 12 tribes is Yahweh's ultimate plan another way to visualize restoration is to imagine a movie of a plate being shattered the movie shows the plate shattering, then the movie is reversed to show the plate coming back together in exactly the same way that it shattered get it? I think that's the process we are watching now with the peace plan it is part of returning Israel to its former condition before the reunification and restoration Yahweh is an awesome God and King Abbas is fighting Trump's peace plan and is upset that some Arab nations are now making diplomatic moves toward Israel The nation of Chad is seeking normalization of diplomatic ties Their ties were broken in 1972 but Chad's prime minister visited Israel this week in an effort to reestablish relations Reestablishing ties with Israel is another sign the Messiah is coming soon why these people are not Ishmaelites and Edomites but Hebrews they don't know why they want to reestablish ties with Israel but it is in their DNA to want to return home as one Mishkanim song lead us home says there is a place where we come from there is a place where we come from The seed inside us knows the way, destined one day to return, from the nations to be one. That is happening now. Yahweh's physical people's DNA the seed of Abraham inside them is leading them toward Israel other nations are following suit and Abbas is worried and trying to stop the progress Sidon Bahrain, Oman, and Saudi Arabia are also moving closer toward normalization with Jerusalem. The Palestinian Authority has countered this progress by calling for urgent meetings of the Arab League and the Organization of Islamic Cooperation. Netanyahu has said he is encouraged by the situation Our relations with the world are flourishing in an unprecedented manner he said Our relations with the moderate countries in the Arab and Muslim world are being forged openly Iran is stepping into the situation vowing to stop Trump's deal Iran's parliament speaker Ali Larajani said the deal of the century was a plot between Iran's arch-foe Israel and the United States to establish the Jewish state's domination in the Middle East. He said we will stand against the regime of Israel and won't let this deal take place in the region. He said this at an annual conference on Islamic unity. He also said that America is imposing sanctions and pressuring Iran because Iran stands against Israel. Israel National News reports that the Iranians no longer are hiding their plans for destruction of Israel. Iranian President Rouhani called Israel a cancerous tumor once again and claimed that Israel is a fake regime established by Western countries. He called upon the Islamic nations to create a joint force against Israel and the United States in order to win the battle with criminals. President Trump and the European Union slammed Rouhani's remarks. In a rare move, Europe stood with Israel, but still are trying to circumvent Trump's sanctions of Iran. More on that in a minute before I get to that I want to insert a little known fact about Iran's plan they are preparing to kill two birds with one stone all Sunnis along with the state of Israel this is in keeping with the agenda of the King of the North listen to this article by Israel National News the sectarian war between the Shiites and Sunnis is heating up The Middle East Media Research Institute memory just published a report documenting the silent ethnic cleansing of Sunni Arabs in southern Syria where the Assad regime has forced the various rebel groups into so-called reconciliation deals now understand that those southern Syria Sunnis might have been willing to help Israel in the coming war once the other Sunni nations to Israel's south and east develop diplomatic ties so they are being gotten rid of under those reconciliation agreements Sunni rebels were uprooted from their homes and transferred to the predominantly Sunni province Idlib in northern Syria While others who remained are assassinated one by one by the Assad regime. This is ethnic cleansing, my friends. The Sunnis have always wielded the power in Islam, except for three times when three of the ten caliphates were plucked up, as it were, and as it says in the book of Daniel the Shiites are preparing for the big push that being against Israel and her southern Middle East Sunni allies Assad has now granted Syrian citizenship to thousands of Iranians and Shiites from Pakistan and Afghanistan who fought alongside the Syrian army during the battles which secured the survival of the regime of the ruthless dictator and who settled in southern Syria and has issued 200,000 passports to members of the Iranian Revolutionary Guard Corps and other Shiite fighters and their families The Lebanese media outlet Al Nahar later reported that the number of Syrian identity cards issued to Iranian, Afghan, and Pakistani Shiites was 2,000,000 Almost all of them were members of the IRGC, or Hezbollah, according to memory. This move was aimed at granting the foreign militias legal status that would enable them to maximize their efficacy in the future. Iran will coordinate all of these militias when the time comes to attack Israel and Israel's Sunni Arab friends from Jordan Saudi Arabia Egypt Libya and so forth can you see how this is being set up Iran will go south First, to clean out the biggest Sunni threats but Daniel 11.44 tells us that after they have conquered the south they will go out all over the earth conquering their other Sunni enemies Turkey to the north of the Middle East and the eastward Sunnis who are now reaching out to Israel Bahrain, Oman and others then Daniel says the king of the north will go out to conquer conquering means to subdue their rival Muslims to conquer means to go after everyone else on earth memory says that the move contravenes the understandings reached between Israel and Russia this year according to which the Iranian and Shiite forces must withdraw from southern Syria the issuance of identity cards to these fighters may be aimed at enabling them to stay there ostensibly without violating the understandings every time Russia assures Israel's security they are lying through their teeth another memory report documents the continuing build-up of hezbollah in southwest syria where the iran-backed terror organization which is in the possession of roughly hundred forty thousand missiles has built scores of bases training camps and underground military facilities while it controls the border area between Syria and Lebanon the Iranians no longer hide what is their plan for the Middle East and Israel in particular friends this is a Shiite takeover Hussein Salami, the deputy commander of the IRGC said this weekend that Basij militia of the IRGC are spreading across the region and that Palestinian Arabs as well as Syrians, Iraqis and Yemenites are using the besiege as a role model in order to enable them to triumph over the Takfiri enemy and foil conspiracies of Israel the United States and al Sad. this should send shutters down your spine when World War III starts it will be over very quickly the West's enemies have studied and learned well the requirements for victory now back to the article it says today we have become so powerful that we can both defend our country against invasion and chase the enemy if necessary and inflict an unforgettable defeat on it Salami bragged during the same speech Isn't it interesting that Salome's words echo exactly how Yahweh describes how wars will go for his people if they disobey him? The IDF, meanwhile, is preparing for a multi-front war now that it has become clear that the international community, with the exception of the U.S., will do nothing to thwart the encroachment of Iranian forces on Israel's borders via Syria the commando brigade of the IDF just launched a large scale 10 day drill to practice battling Hezbollah, Hamas and others simultaneously this is exactly what I've been saying would happen in addition an Iranian Sunni Imam was shot dead in Iran this past week it was an assassination another indication that Shiite Iranians do not want Sunni Muslims among them Iranian authorities linked the murder to personal hostilities and tribal strife Shias make up around 90% of Iran's population Trump is issuing Iran oil waivers. France, Germany, Japan, China, and several other U.S. allies were given waivers by the Trump administration so they can continue buying Iranian oil. I'm asking whether Trump is serious about these sanctions. The sanctions are supposed to work against a complex scheme Iran and Russia have used to bolster the Bashar Assad regime and generate funds for Iranian malign activity. So does Trump want his sanctions to work or not? Furthermore, the Trump administration has reportedly told Israel that it will lean on the International Atomic Energy Agency to examine findings Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu presented to the world earlier this year that outline Iran's attempts to build a nuclear arsenal. These actions seem more like pokes with a stick than a true beating. Russia is helping Iran circumvent U.S. sanctions through an oil for goods exchange channel between Iran's central bank and a Kremlin-controlled Russian pharmaceutical company and bank this allows Iran Revolutionary Guard to access Russian goods and services and generate revenue to continue funding their war preparation in the Middle East with Hezbollah and Hamas against Israel and the U.S. This is not only a way for Russia and Iran to overcome Trump sanctions, but it provides funds beyond their wildest dreams for building the world's largest ever war machine a war machine that will bury the West the Kremlin openly declared its intention to help Iran counter the US attempt to isolate Tehran economically with the sanctions Putin's press secretary Dmitry Peskov and Russia's energy minister alexander novak admitted to western publications that moscow has no intention of ending its oil for goods program with iran peskov went so far as to say in early november those who designed and implemented those sanctions will understand sooner or later that they will not achieve their goals Cargo transportation between Russia and Iran is expected to be increased by 30% in 2019-21 to and it's going to happen because of that intercontinental railroad I reported on last year. Not only are China, Russia and Iran building a new Silk Road that includes India and Pakistan and even Africa, they are building an international rail automobile sea river and air transport services to assist in increasing the volume of international transportations that will circumvent the West's imports and exports altogether what Obama thought to do to Russia and Trump thought to do to Iran will come back to the US of A to roost President Trump's foreign policies, far from being successful, as it seems his economic policy is at home, is causing America's enemies to thrive. Pakistan is moving closer to China, Russia, and Iran. As America cuts aid... Pakistan is finding new strategic sugar daddies whose ambitions are antithetical to U.S. interests in the region Two of these are Russia and Iran Trump tweeted this week We no longer pay Pakistan the billions of dollars because they would take our money and do nothing for us Bin Laden being a prime example Afghanistan being another they were just one of many countries that take from the United States without giving anything in return that's ending we're supporting Pakistan we're giving them 1.3 billion dollars a year which we don't give them anymore by the way I ended it because they don't do anything for us they don't do a damn thing for us Pakistan's Prime Minister Imran Khan unleashed a barrage of tweeted rebuttals against Trump speaking of the injuries that Pakistan has suffered in the U.S. war on terror in terms of lives lost and economic costs. There's a problem between President Donald Trump and Prime Minister Imran Khan. Both are loudmouths and bullies. Trump doesn't realize the long-term problems he is creating for the United States if he loses more ground with Pakistan. And Khan doesn't care whether he remains allied with the United States. Pakistan is moving closer to China, India, and Russia. Trump's loudmouth and bullying is widening the rift between the U.S. Western New World Order and the Russian Eastern New World Order, a rift that began under Obama. To drive my point home, to help you understand how critical Pakistan has been and should continue to be to the United States... I want to read from this Haaretz article. It starts by saying, "...even Prime Minister Khan's most vocal political opponents quickly rallied behind his response to Trump. There was righteous indignation because anti-Americanism sells across Pakistan." In the past, the Pakistani leadership has had to balance its explicitly anti-U.S. rhetoric at home with a clear policy of safeguarding shared interests with Washington. But Khan's direct confrontation with Trump on Twitter is a clear departure from that. There are two reasons for this abrupt shift. The first is Khan's own loud-mouthed and undiplomatic nature, which has seen him being compared to Trump even before either of them was elected as the state leader. The second is the U.S. decision to cut financial aid to Pakistan, which affects the coffers of both the civil and military leadership. With American aid increasingly shrinking, Pakistan no longer feels obliged to even pretend to toe U.S. policies. Both Trump and Khan put forward their state's positions in the most undiplomatic of matters and Khan's completely contrasting diplomatic overtures toward other states like Saudi Arabia and China are further evidence that the Pakistani state now believes that its ties with the U.S. are no longer critical. Islamabad also feels that its financial needs would be covered by these two states, with Saudi Arabia recently giving Pakistan a $6 billion bailout package in exchange for diplomatic support amidst the crisis triggered by the killing of journalist Jamal Khashoggi. Stay tuned. I'll be right back after these messages. Thank you for listening to the Jerusalem Report on Beast Watch News. Full news coverage with a Hebraic perspective of the headlines fulfilling Bible prophecy. Remember to financially and prayerfully support Beast Watch News for keeping you up to date. Send your donation to Beast Watch News today. It takes money to operate this ministry and your help is much appreciated. Similarly, Beijing has made its largest ever foreign investment in the shape of the economic corridor running through Pakistan, which has prompted Islamabad to put all its eggs in the China basket, even if that has meant compromising on state sovereignty. Trump's South Asia policy and singling out of Islamabad as the problem in the region has played its part in bringing the trio of China, Russia, and Pakistan together over a wide array of mutual interests in the region, including Afghanistan, and now as this trio seeks a formalized role for the Taliban in Afghanistan it would allow Islamabad to pursue its duplicitous policy of nurturing specific jihadist groups who serve its strategic interests in Afghanistan and India as long as the state can exercise its control over them to keep them away from Chinese investments in accordance with this strategy, Pakistan has recently taken UN-designated terrorist Hafiz Saeed, a mastermind of the 26/11 Mumbai attacks in 2018, off its list of terrorists where he had been placed earlier this year to avoid the country being blacklisted by the Terror Watchdog Financial Action Task Force there is another potential upside for Pakistan to distance itself from the US Pakistan can draw closer to Iran this would be particularly true in the trade and energy realms with projects like the Iran-Pakistan gas pipeline long stalled owing to US sanctions on Iran now reimposed by Washington this month Pakistan would still have to jockey between Tehran's increasingly open arms and major resistance by Saudi Arabia which is providing essential cash flow right now. With Russia and China orchestrating the Afghan peace process, jihadist groups continuing to function in the region and Iran finding economic alternatives to ease the pressure of sanctions, the geopolitical picture in South Asia is diverging starkly from US interests and policy and while Trump like Obama is absolutely right to accuse Pakistan of providing sanctuary to UN designated terrorists Osama bin Laden of course being the most prominent example the US president's continued stick without nary a carrot in sight might just have pushed Islamabad away for good. Frustrations over that and the backtalk spearheaded by Imran Khan means bubbling tension only needs another trigger tweeted or not to plunge US and Pakistan into a full-blown crisis. As Trump loses more allies for the United States He is causing strategic weaknesses for the coming war with Russia and Iran. Donald Trump is doing as much as Obama did to destroy the United States of America. Mystery Babylon. Will her destruction come while he is still president? Or is there another to follow? We shall have to wait and see. Pakistan is not the only front where Russia is pushing America's buttons. This week, Russia seized three Ukrainian warships patrolling the Black Sea after firing on them, captured the ship's sailors, and broadcast their images on TV. Russia claimed two small Ukrainian armored artillery vessels and a tugboat had illegally entered its territorial waters, attempted illegal actions, and ignored warnings to stop while maneuvering dangerously a dangerous split between the U.S. and Russia started under Obama who used Ukraine and economic sanctions against Russia in an attempt to control the entire world Obama has as big an ego as Trump and Obama risked everything on his maneuver to bring all the nations under U.S. control and to reinstitute imperialism rule by a single monarch to the earth. Obama didn't realize that Russia was a sleeping giant. He also didn't realize that he would get his wish to have the earth ruled by one king, only that king would not be him. Trump doesn't necessarily want to be the king of the earth but he does want to repair the breach in the new world order. Trump is a New World Order shill, a guy who pretends to not be part of it. Obama made this split, and Trump is making it worse, and losing allies. Meanwhile, Russia is working to take back its territory in Europe, Ukraine. This is just one of many reasons why the West will find itself in direct military conflict With Russia. President Putin now says the Ukraine ships deliberately provoked Russia's response. As a result, Russia has blockaded two Ukraine ports, Berdyansk and Mariupol. 35 vessels have been prevented from carrying out normal operations and only vessels moving toward Russian ports on the Azov Sea are permitted entry Ukrainian President Petro Poroshenko is now calling for NATO ships to occupy the Azov Sea can you see how that might lead to war? Russia annexed Crimea in 2014 to prevent being landlocked when Ukraine became part of the European Union. Obama used the Ukrainian maneuver to attempt cutting off Russia from strategic shipping ports. The Crimea annexation prevented Obama from getting his way and it put Russia in the best possible position to attack Ukraine from two sides while simultaneously attacking Europe from three sides Crimea in the south, Russia's border with Europe and the Arctic Circle Russia might also try attacking Europe from the Atlantic Ocean via nuclear submarine. This is a situation that is not being reported much on any Western mainstream media, which is a shame because this problem could, I repeat could blow up in everyone's faces on a moment's notice and what a surprise it would be, too. I don't expect this to come to blows right now I expect Russia will wait until Iran is fully capable of doing its dirty deed in the South Middle East but as always we will have to wait and see now let's turn our attention to artificial intelligence the industrial revolution changed the world in ways that scholars are still trying to understand nearly 200 years later Then came the information age We lived through that one We're still living through it Daniel 12.4 says But you, O Daniel, shut up the words And seal the book Even to the time of the end Many shall run to and fro And knowledge shall be increased Yeah, we get that now But there is another huge change Taking place right under our noses And few see it know about it or even care you should care it's another end times prophetic situation I'm talking about artificial intelligence a friend sent me a jpost.com link artificial intelligence shall come forth from Zion this link wouldn't load After much buffering, it finally became an article about AI in the clinical workspace. Yep, no one wants to think about artificial intelligence coming forth from Zion. We all know that's Yahweh's word that goes forth from Zion, right? There must have been an uproar or something that prompted J-Post to remove that reference about AI going forth from Zion in the title because usually news URLs match the title of the article but this article's title was changed to Around the World, Israeli Innovation Heals the Sick however, you can still see in the address bar Artificial Intelligence Shall Come Forth from Zion one European news channel is using an AI in one of its ads. In here, if you click this link, you can see a Lexus ad, the script of which was written by AIs. In another J-Post article dated August 28, 2018, artificial intelligence, or AI, is enabling medical technology to advance at an increasingly rapid pace in Israel dot 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 yep this wonderful new technology is coming straight out of Israel Israel that rejects Yeshua but embraces robots and wants to send its robot message around the planet in mimicry of Yeshua when he comes to be our Messiah the article further says in Israel Tel Aviv Saraski Medical Center is leading this charge with a new center focused on developing models for leveraging AI, deep learning, machine learning, neural networks, biologically inspired programming paradigm that enables the computer to learn from observational data and natural language processing in the clinical workspace. AI will help radiologists prioritize their scans and allow for more personalized medical treatment and give doctors the ability to look at patients more holistically. It will prevent mistakes that kill, such as drug interactions or even a mistake in dispensing. Yes, my friends, medical with ease, holistic, better, and getting you used to living images even the living image of the beast the threat is not to be dismissed as religious nonsense only before the world ever gets to the point where an AI or possibly a clone of the Antichrist shows up on Temple Mount AI will be changing your life AI's will take your job according to Newsweek this week this past week I saw an ad about AI on a commercial during a football game AI is a commercial and business reality now and it is changing everything the Newsweek article states AI and automation will replace most human workers because they don't have to be perfect just better than you the unemployment numbers won't reflect the reality human jobs given to AI's will no longer be viewed as jobs why? AI's will be called equipment on the IRS tax forms jobs will disappear more people will be unemployed than ever before but because jobs will now be listed as equipment and unemployment runs out after two years the unemployed won't be counted more than eighty percent of Americans are not even at this point reaping the bounty of their own education and productivity unemployment is at a low point but underemployment is rampant it will be the underemployment that you won't hear about fully 20 percent of men aged 24 to 55 do not have full-time jobs And nearly half of all new college graduates are unable to find a job that comports with their education. There can only be so many dog walkers and uber taxi drivers. These jobs don't pay a living wage anyway. Economies then will look better than they are because economics has always been employment-based. Coming soon, economic models will change to hide the fact that AIs are taking your jobs. People will simply say, they're not taking our jobs because they won't know about it by looking at the jobs reports. Robots loom large in discussion of work and its future, a conversation that can get mired in false assumptions. Until recently, many economists were skeptical that automation could permanently displace human workers on a large scale. People have always shifted away from work better done by machines But the economic principle of comparative advantage predicts that humans will maintain an edge in many fields. Under this logic, technology will not displace us but set us free to do less dangerous, more challenging things, essentially the very things that make humans human. For example, in 2016, the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration officially recognized software as a driver of self-driving cars, thereby putting the nation's 4.1 million paid motor vehicle operators, drivers of taxis, trucks, buses, and Uber on notice theoretically this will free these drivers to fill new roles such as ones in Amazon warehouses but these warehouses are also becoming automated as are any number of other places with jobs once filled by the vast majority of what economists call middle skill workers the very people who once populated and bolstered the American middle class workers like the thoughtful department store salesman who helped measure you for the suit you wore to your daughter's wedding the patient butcher who carved out the chops for the pre-wedding dinner or the travel agent who helped plan the honeymoon of course human workers are complicated we get tired hungry distracted angry confused we make mistakes sometimes egregious ones machines lack our frailties and biases and are better equipped to weigh evidence fairly without prejudice or false assumptions perhaps most critically machines can retain and process data far more accurately than we can and that data is growing exponentially and robots need not be perfect only equal to or a tad better than complicated and expensive humans and technologists are working hard to make sure they are a tad better for example in the case of retail it's become clear that many of us avoid the self-service checkout line we prefer the cashier to punch in our purchases rather than do so ourselves so it seems that the job of cashier among the largest retail employment categories is not directly at risk, but Zainab Tan, an MIT management expert who focuses on the retail sector, says self-service checkout is only a first step and not a terribly smart one. Customers recognized that self-service checkout is not an innovation but merely a way of outsourcing the job to them, so they don't like it, she says but new technology is coming that will make self-service checkout so much easier and faster and that will have a real impact on retail employment Hod Lipson a professor of mechanical engineering at Columbia University directs the creatives machines lab where he and his students train machines to be reflective curious and yes creative including in the kitchen He says automation and AI will take away pretty much all of our jobs if not within our lifetime then within our grandchildren's lifetime This is a new situation in human history and we're not prepared for it Maybe we think we are but we're not We have to go through this, folks This will get us to the Messiah But don't believe the AI, clone, hologram, or whatever it will be to deceive you when it speaks from Temple Mount. The resistance starts now. That's it for this Beast Watch News Update. This is Kimberly Rogers Brown signing off. Click over to beastwatchnews.com for full comprehensive coverage of all the headlines fulfilling end of day's Bible prophecy.